Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast with myself, Bob D. And with me for this show is Will Pinter. Hello there. How you doing, Will? How is the FOMO? Um, FOMO? I'm, I'm clearly not down with the kids, Bob. Fear of missing out. How are you doing not being at Will's? Oh, mate, I'm not going to lie, mate. I am absolutely gutted. Um, I'm gutted I'm not there. I'm, yeah, I just don't know what to say. Seeing all the uh, photos, the videos uh, of Tim Rasta posting videos, uh, just, yeah, I am gutted I'm not there. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, brother, 100%. I feel like I should be in Minnesota right now. Um, well, it looks like it's a good time, though. Yeah, um, I'm definitely not going to shy away from next year. Um, I'm basically going to sell every single 40k model, Magic, whatever other gaming system I've got, just so I can be there next year. <laughs> nice one, nice one. And in case you hadn't guessed, in this show we are going to be talking about worlds. Um, so far, we have had uh, some of the day one A qualifier. We have had the Europe versus Oceana uh, Coruscant. Uh, challenge and we've also had the last chance qualifier so we're going to spend a little bit of time on on all three of those things um perhaps start with the with the last chance qualifier will um the numbers were interesting um, a lot more tickets sold than actual people turned up um so i believe yeah i took a look at the uh the, the sheet of where everybody was playing and it looked like that start around two the the high First number table was one six, which means two hundred and thirty-two active players at the the last chance qualifier. Yeah, so um, I think I'm right in saying two hundred and twenty-eight went through. Is that right, Bob? Uh, one hundred and twenty-eight went through. Oh yeah, sorry, one hundred and twenty. So yeah, yeah. So it's basically the the top half of the field made it, which was a, a pretty cruel cut. A uh, big shout to former voice on the show, Jess Rushworth. Uh, she missed out by I think fifteen points. On making it through to the the big worlds, which is is really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, feeling for her. It's a long way to go to uh, to not make it to the big competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it, it is, it is. But I mean, sure, she's got all the side events. She's there supporting Lewis um, while she's there as well. So I'm sure she'll still have a good time. And from what we hear so far, they are being pretty generous uh, with the prize wall in terms of the amount of opportunities to, to get pods running and, and just to get through and play loads of X-Wing and earn some tickets and, and get some of those prizes. It, it does look realistic, even as somebody who hasn't qualified for Worlds, to come back with quite a lot of swag. Yeah. Well, that's a, that is a good thing. Um, with people's disappointment about uh, Nationals uh, prize wall um, being a, a big, like talking point amongst people um, I think doing it at Worlds is the, the right place to get the uh, the prize support right in it let's be honest yeah and there's that fantastic photo floating about of the, the prize case uh, the thing I really like is that all of Red Squadron now have got their own bases uh, they've got their own punch plates to go on the, the bottom of the bases there so you can have uh, your bespoke Luke and Wedge and Biggs and all the rest of it which which is pretty thematic and, and looks like a lot of fun. I'm quite jealous of the lads who've had a chance to go over there and, and pick that stuff up. I feel they could have spread it about a bit. Obviously, it's like all Red Squadron concentrated and stuff. I mean, maybe they, they could have included other factions. I mean, like myself, I don't fly Rebels, so that would have been pretty pointless for me. I'd be getting it someone back in the UK, if I'm honest with you. 
that's just my opinion. Uh, but there's there's plenty of Trencher and obsessive floating about who would love all that kit. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and if anything, you know, while you're there, you can uh, obviously get the prizes and stuff, and then sell them when you get back to to help fund your uh, <laughs> to fund your trip. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, so. or use them to say thank you to your favourite podcast host. <coughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Um, Any, anyone wants to send me an alt art droid, I'm more than happy. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, okay, and massive congratulations to Team Europe and Captain Jack Mooney. Yeah, our own boy Jack, um, doing really well at Coruscant, um, and like, like quite a few of the other players. Um, I mean, fair play to Team America as well. And you know, it was 21 to 19, so it was close. It wasn't exactly a landslide, you know what I mean? Um, it wasn't exactly the Ryder Cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the format was a bit odd. Um, and it was, it was a sort of hybrid of, of what we've been doing as a team with our club challenges, where we, we randomised the pairings and the XTC version where you're trying to pair off the right uh, matchups so that you get an advantage on the round. And I think using that that pair off system, where you've really you've only got eight opponents against each other, you've got five rounds. It's more a case of which matchups don't happen. You know, yeah. you've almost a round robin at, 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 uh, with that. So it's kind of weird that they chose that format to to pair up the uh, the players against each other. Yeah, I think some players played each other twice, didn't they? Uh, I think Andrew Knuckles played uh, one of the guys twice. Yeah, and and that's the problem you run into if you're trying to use the XTC format with the same team over and over. Um, I'm not sure that that particularly worked. But fair play, it did let the Americans have a good opportunity to catch up after losing round one, seven to one. Uh, they Looking at the ultimate score, they, they won almost every round after that, I think. Yeah, yeah uh, almost, yeah. Um, it was that, that good start that Team Europe had that really held them through. Um, I mean, uh, Benedict Link, uh, fair, got to have a shout out to him. He won all five of his games, so he went five and zero throughout the whole day uh, for Team Europe. So he really held his own. Um, yeah, and every single player there has taken the system open, so every single game is against somebody who really knows what they're doing and can absolutely play tournament X Wing at the the very very highest level. So going five and zero there, well played to him. Yeah, uh, and then just underneath that, you've got uh, Marius Krakowicz. Uh, Krakowicz. Oh my life! Um, <laughs> I, I won't mind, but I've even asked uh, Rob how to pronounce that one, and he sent it me earlier, and I've, I've still still struggling with the Polish. Yeah, Krakowczyk, Krakowczyk. There we go. Marius Krakowczyk uh, and Joe Killingsworth uh, going four and one. So them two doing really well as well. So, yeah. yeah, and and so nice to see so many of the guys that uh, we've had on the show before competing on behalf of the entire continent. Uh, Jerry uh, didn't have a good day at Coruscant. Uh, he was running his imp swarm, uh, but he's a, a former voice on the show. And also uh, Marmarini, who won the Italian system open, who is a top boy. And, and he had a pretty good day. I think he was three and two. Uh, two and three. Okay. Okay. And how did our lad Jack Mooney do? Uh, three and two. So, okay. considering he's taking handshake, I think that was a pretty, pretty good showing there. <laughs> well, the the uh, great game in it was that all the lists were made available except for the captains. 
And everybody knew what the captains were taking because one of them had just won the Australian Open uh, with a, a widely discussed squad of a uh, Sith Mini Swarm plus uh, Dooku. And then the other was Jack. And it's not Jack unless he's got Han and Jake. So the the idea that the captains could could pick a list that might surprise the other team kind of failed because those boys uh, know what they're flying and and chose to play to their strengths. Um, so, looking into the list that those players took, Will. Yeah. What's what is impressing you with the good stuff? I know what's not impressing me. I know you want to talk <laughs> about the bad stuff. I know I'm saving that till later because I, I know what you I know what you want to talk about, um, but I want to I want to make you leave the good stuff until the end. Um, so let's let's talk about the list that that did do pretty well and um, that were a bit more bit more unusual. Um, so Joel's list, um, uh, Joel Killingsworth list uh, from Birmingham Barons. Um, he had Darth Vader with Sense and Afterburners. Sunset fell just flat out with nothing on him. And then he had three academy pilots. So he did well. Obviously, like I said, four and one with that list. Um, that was pretty good. Um, that's that's a good showing with that list, let's be honest, you know. And Yeah, it was good to see Vader Miniswarm doing all right. It is. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's quite, it's almost like a two-ship build. Yeah, it, it, it almost. Well, two-ship build and then a load of blockers to throw in there. Um, it's It's been a list that's been about. It's not been... But it's not been a list that's been smashing up tournaments and things. So Joel going four and one with it, uh, with a good MOV as well, seven hundred and eighty-eight MOV. Um, it's pretty good. Um, in fact, it's the he had the joint highest MOV throughout the, over the five games. So you know he, he, he's done well there. And then Benedict's list, uh, which was which uh, is no shock really doing well is Swarm. The Separatist Swarm is strong. You know, his version has got uh, the Thieven Ottawa auto uh, autopilot, uh, which is the PS... Oh, yeah, it's... It's, it's TA-175 carrier, isn't it? Yeah, it's TA-175, and he's got Captain Seer naked as well, and then as many drones as he can fit in that list. Uh, all with struts. Yeah, uh, all with struts. So, you know, it's not a surprise that that's doing well. Um I mean, I think it's it's pointing to uh, that list being probably the best list in the game right now. Something based around a uh, cis swarm. Yeah, I I, I, I strongly think, and I've believed it for a while now that, that swarm is going to finish very well um, in the next couple of days. Um, time will tell. People might have an answer to it and smash it up. I don't know, but I, I think I think swarm will be heavily represented. Um, and then Marius's list um, is another good one. It's four ship resistance. So Wexley, Jess Parva, Bastion, and Finn. Uh, I, I think it's a list we've seen before. You know, it's a a, a good solid four ship uh, four ship. Uh, I can't even think of what they're called. A resistance list. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you you've got three X wings and Finn. Yeah. And there's there's not a point wasted in that lot. No. You know, I mean, Bastion with BB Astromech, um, Jess Parva with no upgrades on it at all, um, Temin with the inevitable composure, and then Finn with Heroic and Pattern Analyzer and Perceptor Co-Pilot. Every point is working there, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Uh, they've all got Jammy Beam on as well. I just think that's for, that's for giggles. Um, oh, yeah. 
nearly said it there, but yeah, just for giggles, I think we put Jamie <laughs> being on there. But yeah, um, so yeah, yeah, um, you would you wouldn't want to see Marius putting that across the board from you. No, no, no. So yeah, uh, interesting matchups. Uh, tried to watch as much as I can uh, on there. Uh, some interesting matchups. Some interest, really interesting and close games. Uh, it was really good to watch. Yeah, there was some some odd list. The Z ninety fives I really liked. Yes, I I did like that list. Um, it was uh, it, it was a surprise um, when I opened it up when I seen it on the post and I was looking through the list. Uh, but you know, highly effective. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who's who's was it? Uh, Kaylin Wong's, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And Kaylin, yeah, Kaylin, Kaylin got Wong. off to a really strong start, and I don't think he he lost a round until round four, round five. Well, again, Kaylin Wong uh, had the joint top highest MOV with Joe Killingsworth, uh, so that was the, that was the second person uh, with the seven eight eight MOV. So he had Blue Squadron Escort uh, in a T sixty five, Blue Squadron Pilot in the B wing with tractor beam. Sheepapede shuttle uh, with AP5 and layer on, and then one, two, three Z95s with all with crack shot. You so. can see how it works that list, and it's it's a pretty uh, brave innovation for me. Is that mm. ah. you're you're running the the three Z95s with with crack, hoping to get some tractor action off of the B wing, and uh, trying to get some sort of swarm damage through from your your six ships. And I, I watched uh, one of Caleb's games, and um, he flew it brilliantly. And watching those six ships interact together was was quite a beautiful thing, really. He, he yeah. pulled that really well. Well, Caelan uh, has won, uh, won and come second in similar events before with this list, or something similar to this list. So, um, you know, it's no surprise that he's flying it well. You know, um, hey, yeah, interesting. It's nice to see Z95s uh, on the board, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and if you can milk it so he can get some value out of that tractor beam and crack shot, <coughs> surprise people with Leia, um, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, how about the scum lists? We had a triple Kirax with Seavor and Torquil Mucks. Yeah, we've seen that before. Take something down to PS0 and then nuke it. Um, so it's not really anything... That should have shocked anybody, I don't think. And then the other scum list was. Bear with me one second while I go. Oh, that was yeah, that was um, the um, Justero, Tarani, uh, Cartel Marauder, and Torquil Mux. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, was that Torquil... Nicholas Good? Yeah, that's Nicholas Good. Yeah, uh, with proton bombs on as well. So obviously a bit of swarm. Like swarm mitigation there with the proton bombs. Uh, Cartel Marauder, you know, decent for its points, 38 points. It's, it's worth it. Um, Captain Justero. Um, so if anyone does take damage uh, with the bombs, he can do his double tap with the proton bombs. So working quite well there. Or also working with Tarani Calder's ability where uh, you're taking the damage potentially with the bullseye effect. And then snapshot and R five P eight on Tarani. So interesting list, you know. Um, yeah, but it, it doesn't look scary. You know, if somebody uh, rocked up with that at the club. You think, oh right, okay, yeah, reasonably efficient. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. There's no janky surprises in there at all. No, there isn't. It, it's just, um, it, it's just fairly solid. I mean, you're limited on what you can really do put out at the moment with uh, with Scum. I think that's the problem. So he's gone as 
best he can with what he knows, I think. Um, like I said, he, he, he's obviously practised a bit. I mean, we went two and three, but let's be honest, scum aren't just that strong uh, at the moment. You know, they're just not the force they once were. So, And obviously, Nicholas got given the scum faction uh, by Captain Jack. And... You know, he's worked with what he could. I mean, to be fair, his MOV was really good with that list, uh, 739. So, you know, he's done really, really well to come off with a a better MOV than a lot of these other lists. So whatever he did really worked, and he's flown that to really good effect. Okay. Um, And just changing direction very slightly, Will. A lot of the thinking about the Nantex has been that in the hands... I know, I said we'd get to it, and we've got to it now, mate. Um, but a lot of thing about Nantex has been that in the hands of a really good player, it is the best ship in the game, it is under-costed, it's going to dominate a tournament. What it needs is, with its amazingly high ceiling, a really, really good player. Now, this this tournament, eight Europeans, eight players from Australia and North America, all of them had won a system open, so none of them are idiots. Okay, These are all really good players. So the perfect environment, you would think, for a high-skilled player to really do well with the Namtex. What do we know? <laughs> it won one game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, fair play for ty- to Tyler for ta- taking it, man. Um, you know, he he's took that um, Namtex and five, so he's gone for a massive bid, hoping to get one up on aces and things like that. Um, maybe Coruscant's not the ideal environment to actually showcase its abilities um, well, you say you, that you say uh, that but actually looking at these lists we've got stuff like um rose jess nyen num lulo we've got stuff like kylo scorch um two sfs and an fo we've got um han and jake you know those sorts of li- there's, there's nothing here that is is radically weird and they're, they're all lists that we've kind of seen before. You look at Farn's list with Kylo, Quick Draw and Lieutenant Tabson. That's been knocking around for a while. Yeah. Are we are we moving towards reaching a conclusion on the Nantex debate now? I mean, the next couple of days will be the giveaway, won't it? But um, I, I was trying, I'm trying to be as balanced as possible without almost saying I told you so. Um, but, you know... It's all right, you said it now. I know, yeah. I mean, looking at looking at the matches today. I mean, Tyler Tyler, Tyler flew today as well uh, in day one A. Um, no spoilers for the the end of the week show, but uh, Tyler got uh, Tyler was on stream. Uh, flew flew as well as he could, but the the Sunfax swarm couldn't even get through a tie swarm. Now, if that's not telling you something about the Nantex that's supposedly rocking the actual world then I don't know what does. You know, it's... I, I, I think it's a good ship. I think it can do well. I do think it can make it to uh, do really well in tournaments. Uh, I mean, sure, we've seen Adam Shipley in a hyperspace, but I do not think it's going to set the world afire. And I think people can work around it. Uh, and now it's been given a few weeks. Now, bear in mind, it's been out, what, five or six weeks? I just think people are starting to get used to it and realise, do you know what? I can beat this. Um, I, I don't know what to say. You know, uh, I, I I was well, dubious you, you, about you, it. I've I, I, I said what I've said on the podcast before. I didn't think it was the end of the world. <clears throat> and it, uh, up till now, 
I mean, bearing in mind, we're only halfway through day one at this moment in time while we're recording this podcast, bit of a timestamp on it. But it's not done well so far. No, that's that's fair. Um, and at the time of recording, uh, massive shout out to producer Tim, who's sitting on 2-0 and after a squeaking a, a win, victory from the jaws of defeat. And bad times for our mate Ben Hibbert. Yeah, um, on stream, um, a really good game uh, from both uh, Phil GC, uh, fair play to Phil there, beating Ben. And, uh, and that with... game was played at a superhuman speed. Yeah, they, they didn't mess around, did they? Um, uh, I mean, know... it did cause a couple of, of um, mess-ups with the, the rocks on the board and ships being at the wrong angle after they got bumped. And yeah, I think they but... played slightly slower, might have made a difference. Um, yeah, but... but it was it was cracking to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've spoke to Ben himself. Ben said, you know, I um, <laughs> ironically, um, I'm not working off, but he goes, oh, uh, there was a point in the game where he could have done a one bank and then dropped the uh, spare parts canisters. But he thought the spare canisters, because uh, he only ever uses them for regen, he thought they used like a bomb. So <laughs> I was like, oh, mate, gutted. Gutted for you. Because he only ever normally uses the spare parts canisters for regen. So, you yeah, know, that's his own fault. Um, and it, it, he's going to learn. I mean, he's one and one. You know, he, he can still go forward and make cut. Yeah, it's a long night ahead for those boys. Very yeah. long night ahead. Um, yeah. And a full day of X-Wing on Friday and then finals on Saturday before we get to the uh, closing tournament on Sunday where people at Worlds can have a chance to, to win an invite into 2020, which is yeah. exciting. Uh, if people do want to catch uh, all the action... Uh, coming from Wills, uh, they can check it out on this X-Wing Junkie, there's FFG Live Official, and this Gold Squadron Podcast. Uh, now, you can check them out on all them channels. My advice, uh, Gold Squadron Podcast were having a few problems last night streaming to both YouTube and Twitch at the same time. So if you're going to watch it, um, and, I mean, Dion's working really hard out there. I mean, to run three streams at the same time is pretty impressive, you know what I mean? So, But if you're going to watch it, I recommend going on Twitch to watch it because YouTube is having its problems. Uh, so if you switch to Twitch, then you can do. And you can also subscribe to the Gold Squadron podcast at the same time. <laughs> That's shat. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm, the numbers... I'm plugging Dion. Oh, my life. <laughs> oh, the, the numbers are hitting over a 1,000 at times with, with people watching even the Swiss rounds of, of Worlds, which is absolutely brilliant on a working day. Um, it, it goes to show that the the hobby is interesting. It is fun. People are into it, and absolutely amazing to to see so many people tuning in just to Gold Squadron. And then there's two other streams besides. So if you're watching a game of X Wing, um, it's uh, not quite prime time viewing yet. But actually, there's a lot of people enjoying it with you, which is fantastic. And uh, fellow Swift taker. Darren uh, Granger is absolutely is uh, on there um, doing the commentary as well, so it's even better. Yeah, you can you can listen to Darren prattling on about spaceships, which is no <laughs> bad thing. Um, okay, well we've got an exciting weekend ahead of watching X Wing from our FOMO centre in Stockport, where we will sit and be sad that we're not in Minnesota. Uh, but we should be back with you on Monday with more news from Worlds 2019. So in the meantime, it's Tadar from me, Bob D, and goodbye from Will Pintar. Till the next time.